Shot is no good. The rebound tapped back outside. The cannon drives the lane. Blocked by Wolf. Rebound Pennsylvania. Dave Wall. The Bilski's Leon to the wall in the middle. Up and good. Leon too fast. Greg executed the perfection. Here comes Fields the other way for a foul. Gets to the foul line. Blocked from behind by Wall. Wolf with the rebound. No good. Rebound. Bob Wolf. Pennsylvania. Hot left pass to Bilski. Take the center run again. Bilski has Calhoun and Wolf all the way underneath. To be no good. Welcome to the Penalty Box. I'm Sam Mitchell, and I'm very excited to bring you an episode today with sports editor Will DeGrandi and opinion editor Isabella Simonetti. Uh, yeah, it's great two to be people here. who I don't think have ever been on the Penalty Box. Definitely not on the Penalty Box yeah, together. I think I was a guest sometime okay. last year, but yeah, first time with Isabella. This is my first showing. Excellent. Yeah, well, to see it. <laughs> thank you both for being here. Um, I didn't realize until just this moment when I said your name, but this is definitely the highest percentage uh, Italian that the penalty box has ever been. Yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. We love it. <laughs> and speaking of Italy, shout out to uh, our sports photo editor, Alec Druggan. Yes. Happy birthday. His birthday, yeah. The big 2 0. <laughs> Lots of pasta. Yes. That's right. And pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Let's get right into it. Obviously, dire times for Penn football, um, and I know you two will have a lot to say about that. Um, yes. So, Always. it's, you know, things are not looking good. Obviously, we were pretty disappointed the last time we recorded an episode um, after the loss, but now at 0-3, back-to-back losses, back-to-back-to-back losses, really, but the back-to-back mm-hmm. really brutal losses to Columbia and Yale, pretty disappointing, um, particularly you know, for a Penn football program that has seen a lot of success and a team that even if we didn't expect necessarily big things out of, we're definitely expecting them to be competitive, be in these games, and we really haven't seen that so far this season. Yeah, I think for sure the loss to Columbia was shocking, and yeah, it was it was like, it was kind of embarrassing for sure. Um, Columbia's a mid-tier Ivy team, definitely not in the top three, and we went to New York and got smacked 44-6. to Our only touchdown was a, a, a defensive fumble recovery, um, and then we missed the extra point, so not too many bright signs from that game, for sure. Um, and then last week against Yale, we were definitely more competitive. We kept it close, um, only lost by five in the end, but still couldn't come out with the win, um, despite you know leading going into the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I think just closing out, um, for sure, something that the team needs to work on, and you know, hopefully this week against Brown they change that. Definitely, and, you know, there's maybe a little bit of hope in that Yale game. Like you said, it was, you know, sort of competitive throughout and um, and really just came down to the end. And and Yale is, you know, one of the best teams right. in the Ivy League. So you, know, you, you can sort of make the case that uh, things are looking up for Penn football. But until you can, you know, put a W, it's, it's sort of hard to be hopeful about anything, uh, for me at least, because, you know, you're almost at the point where, a 500 record is unlikely. You're you're definitely at the point where winning the Ivy League is unlikely, and yeah. and you know so for a team like this, it's it's an open question. Like like what do they still have to to fight for here? Um, but but first let's let's talk a little bit about some of the individual players. I know uh, tracking the quarterback has been something that we've done um, for a couple seasons now on this this podcast, and definitely something that we were really excited about at the beginning of the season was quarterback Nick Robinson becoming the starter over Ryan Glover. Right something we sort of talked about a lot. Um, and, you know, m- maybe Priori knew something that the rest of us didn't by keeping him on the bench for so long. Yeah, I think, you know, Robinson had, you know, a pretty good season so far. Um, 
in, in his first few games, you know, he had um, definitely some good offense production going to Ryan Cragen, who's really stepped up uh, so far this season. Um, and then going back to his Columbia game, you know, no one had a good game against Columbia. Um, you know, Robinson struggled to find his uh, his receivers. Um, no off- no offensive touchdowns again. Um, and yeah, he, he did no, no offensive points even. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, so that just, you know, wasn't a good showing on on the board for Penn. Um, and then, you know, against Yale, he, he definitely did recover. He had a couple touchdowns um, that, he, that he threw. And yeah, yeah you know... You know he's he's getting uh, back into his old form from the beginning of the season. I think. Yeah, well, it's, it's certainly you know we always say it, but that's you know obviously the most important position on the the field, and it's gonna hinge on him to a certain extent about about what sort of production the offense can get going because they haven't really been able to do much so far. Although you know um, he has sort of been uh, been throwing to to injured goods a little bit, obviously. Uh, Carrick and Brooks, who is you know what one of the best players in the Ivy League when he's playing well, um, is recovering from an injury. It hasn't played particularly well the last couple games, but uh, maybe could be re- returning to form. Yeah, I think uh, after KK's really strong games against you know Delaware Lafayette, there was a lot of hope this season. But um, in the past few games, he's kind of been a little quiet. You know, um, not as very not as productive as you know we we would have liked as as Penn supporters and. Um, yeah, for sure. Other people are start, are starting to step up. You know, we have Rory Starkey, um, who's you know both received and run and run for touchdowns too. So, um, yeah, he's definitely someone to look out for in the coming seasons and even games this season. Right. I mean, Starkey's been impressive. Cragen, I think, even more so. Uh, his emergence uh, early in the season was really exciting. You know, we, we've had this this hole sort of in the re- receiving core after the graduation of Jay Watt, and it it's been. Um, you know, it's it's been sort of a receiving by committee approach, even with some of the running backs uh, getting some real reps during games, uh, catching the ball, um, and 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 that's still I think basically Priori's approach, but with a much heavier load being put on the shoulders of, of Ryan Cragen, and for the most part, he's you know been able to handle that. I think he's been one of the bright spots in the offense, even with a, a somewhat struggling quarterback, and although he hasn't you know been able to get in the end zone a lot. Uh, especially against Columbia. I mean, obviously no, mm-hmm. no one could. Um, it's still good to see um, to, to see him be able to, to contribute and produce um, because if, you know, Robinson's going to get back on the horse, if the offense really, it, it, we can't put all the blame on Robinson, if the offense is going to get cooking again, he's going to need need to be guys that can step up. Right, right. And just going back to Craig, you know, after j graduated a couple of years ago, we were kind of looking for someone to fill that role, even, like how big it was, though. Um, and, you know, Craig didn't play any any snaps last year. Um, and then this year he comes out of nowhere, has a couple of touchdowns against uh, Delaware, I believe. And then against Lafayette, he had a couple more. Or actually, I, I think he had um, a couple of good passes against Delaware. Yeah. And then against Lafayette, he had his first two touchdowns. And we were really looking for him to, you know, contribute a lot more this season. Um, I think he was injured uh, for the next game against Dartmouth and um, only recently came back. But, you know, he's been in really good form. And, you know, we're still looking for him to take on that, uh, the old Jay Watt role. Uh, for the coming games this season, for sure. Totally. Okay, so I have no idea who the fuck any of these people are, um, but it sounds like a lot of L's, yeah. not too many W's. The future is bleak. Um, that's it. There's not much hope for anybody. Yeah, I think that's a very fair take. You know, if Penn doesn't perform well against Brown, Cornell in the next two weeks, Priori could be on the hot seat for sure. Totally. Um, I mean, I, I, I think... You know, these are definitely dire times. I think a lot of Penn football fans are, you know, sort of feeling it. 
Um, the Quakers are shook. The Quakers, the Quakers are quaking for sure, mm-hmm. uh, and as they well should be. But you know, we, we have to acknowledge. You know, we talked about KK Brooks, um, Diakite, obviously one of the best guys in the defense, and this is a defense that was supposed to be a really solid unit, even on a middling team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if they can get back to full form, uh, who knows what's possible? But it it sort of begs the question, right? Other than uh, keeping job security for Priori, what do they have left to fight for this season? Right. Yeah, honestly, I think, you know, they only have, what, like four Ivy games left? They have five, I think. Oh, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're at four, I'm I'm sorry, four. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, I think these next two are must-win, especially home for Parents Weekend and then home for Homecoming. Right. Um, Against, arguably, the Ivy League's, like, two worst teams, so, yeah, I think think for sure they're must-win games in front of the home crowd. Yeah, I mean... you just got you got to be embarrassed at this point. Cornell picked up a win last weekend, right? right? Like the, over Brown too, right? And and they you know so you can chalk it up to them getting to play Brown earlier than us in the season. But yeah. if you lose to Brown, you're zero and four. You're right. you know, and then Brown gets a win because we're playing them, right? So. And I, it's in I mean, the basement of the Ivy League. Like that's come on, not, it's not acceptable. Simply disgraceful. Yeah, cannot be allowed to happen. Yeah. And and I think Priori knows it. You know, he's he's a serious coach. He's somebody that's won Ivy League championships. Um, right and in his first two years yeah right um and you know it's it's really when you're dealing with uh a team that's struggling with injuries that's maybe not the most talented you know because i'm sure no. well yeah they're obviously incredibly skilled football players but uh priori got to start his coaching career with torgerson and jaywa right and he right. doesn't have them anymore mm-hmm. and as great as robinson and Cragen can look at times they're not torgerson and jaywa mm-hmm. and so if priori doesn't want uh, his coaching career to be, you know, reliant on having these uh, future fringe NFL guys, which really in the Ivy League is about the the cream of the crop. Um, then they need to get out on the field and show it to us. And and I mean he he knows this. He he's yeah. definitely going to be going to be stressing in practice. These are must win games. Yeah, yeah. I think to be fair, the injuries have been a big factor in their play recently. Um, we have Mo Mo Diakite, our star defensive back, who got injured in the second game against Lafayette. He was supposed to be a big. Um, you know, big uh, man on defense this year, um, and since then, yeah, the defense has kind of spiraled. They've given up almost forty game, forty points per game in their three games so far in the Ivy League, um, which is just is not going to cut it when you have competition this fierce. That's right. Yeah, and and I mean, it, you make a good point, which is that the Ivy League is getting better at, at football, and and you know that's sort of there's always this intense parity, there's always this intense rivalry, but there were years when you know kind of when we were first getting to college or, or before we started, when Penn football dominated. Right. And the fact of the matter is, like, Yale's far from a pushover anymore. Like, Columbia, I mean, I remember our freshman year, we traveled to Columbia mm-hmm. and, and lost. And It was know, a tight game, though. It was overtime. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. But that was sort of the that was the, the crossing point, right, mm-hmm. where Columbia went from a basement dweller to a competitive team, to a team yeah. that you have to wake up for or you're going to lose 44-6. to six. Um, The Ivy League's full of teams like this, right? And as Penn is on the decline, those are teams that you're going to lose to. Right. Yeah. 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 Especially, yeah. Like, yeah, just just to echo what you were saying, those teams are on the rise, and if we can't match that, you know, that means we're on the decline. Like... That's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's there's something to be said, though, about building for the future. At at 0-3, I remember your your famous column from last year about, um, well, a column or feature or whatever about how... Uh, there could be a five-way tie oh, for yeah, the Ivy League yeah. championship. Everyone four and three. Um, pretty unlikely that that would happen, but mm-hmm. that's really Penn's only path at this point to an Ivy League championship. They'd have to win out. A lot of other teams would have to lose out. 
um, or s- some combination of, or have some of help events. From, yeah, other results for sure. Right, but but the fact is, their fate's not in their own hands, and it's very unlikely, even if it, you know, even if they can win out, that they're going to win anything meaningful. And so it's time to look to the future and, and look to the long term and see what can sort of be built. Um, get guys reps that need reps. Get guys rest that need rest. Um, think about next season. Right, right. Yeah. So um, just going back to the whole quarterback battle. Um, if you're thinking about the future, you know, what, like at what point do you bring back Ryan Glover um, to replace Robinson? Uh, I believe Glover played a few snaps against uh, Columbia, but you know, no one had a good game against them. So right. No, there, I, there wasn't I think he had, had one here. completion against Columbia. Right, in, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, at, at what point do you pull Robinson? Um, you know, just to get Ryan Glover some more experience after not having too much this year. Right, and and it depends, you know, um, because we, we're, we're complaining about Robinson, but we complained just as fervently about Glover when he was right. in there. Um, are neither guys the answer? Should, should we give Robinson more of a chance? I mean, right. Robinson looked great against Delaware. The whole team looked great against Delaware. And, and the question is going to be, you know, what do they need to do to be able to replicate that against the Ivy League next season? Because... Because that team, the team that played against Delaware and almost beat the number 20 ranked team in the country um, in, in the FCS, that team could win the Ivy League. This team is not going to win the Ivy League. Right, right, yeah. I think there's just too many missing pieces right now. Um, it's not a complete team, for sure. Um, like, whether Priori brings in new staff, or new uh, players, you know, to fill these gaps, um, or whether, you know, he has a new game plan set up, that'll be on, on his choice. But, um, yeah, this team is not the one to get it done. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I know that's, what we're obviously all disappointed as Penn football fans. I'm sure all the, the Quakers out there are disappointed as well. Um, but, I mean, th- there's still a lot of football left to play. You know, that there are a few bright spots mm-hmm. here and there, um, and, and the defense could get back to form. So um, there should be some, some entertaining games, certainly, and, and hopefully um, some W's down the road, even if at the end it sort of amounts to... Uh, a, a middling record or, or, or worse. Right. It's over for y'all. I mean, <laughs> if we're being optimistic, we can still go four and three. In That's right. You know, if we if we pick up two wins, who knows what positive uh, positive you know thoughts we'll have, and you know, yeah, just you know, being optimistic, and you know, we, we can beat Harvard if we have the right you know the right set of guys on it, and then you know, Princeton might be tough at the very end, but right. Well, who it, knows what can happen? Ending in, the in season hosting Princeton. I mean. We should consider at at this stage not just Penn football trying to go five hundred, but Princeton's a very strong team. Uh, they're currently Starting three and zero. Oh. Right, yeah. There's a pretty good chance that they're going to be competing to win the Ivy League, mm-hmm. maybe even win the Ivy League outright, maybe even protect an undefeated season. I mean, there's a lot of games yeah. left to play, but Again, Penn could be spoiler. And it right. Yeah. And if they can, if they can get healthy, if they can get in fighting shape by November twenty third. Um, when they host Princeton at Franklin Field, I mean, the it's it's the the only thing that's better than ruining uh, a Princeton Ivy League victory or a Princeton uh, um, undefeated season would be Penn winning the Ivy League themselves. Right, and since right. since that's no longer on the table, I think that's what we should all be rooting for: is yeah. get your act together. You know, try and beat Harvard uh, away. That's fine. That that would be great. But if we can if we can spoil Princeton's season at home. Um, I think that's about the yeah. best that we can hope for. I, yeah, I agree. Me too. Rain <laughs> on everybody else's Puck parade. Frinston. That's right, Puck Princeton. <laughs> Puck fucking Princeton. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's a good note to end on. Um, thank you both so much 
for That's joining great. me on the penalty box today. Any closing thoughts? It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm looking forward to the bleak future of that <laughs> football. I couldn't agree more. It has been a pleasure. Um, maybe the future isn't as bleak as we think, but, you know, Remains only to be time seen. will tell. Yeah. Rock on. Rock on. Go Quakers. Well, thank you both again. Thank you to the Daily Pennsylvanian. We'll be back next week.